My name is Fitz and I'm the CEO of the Fitz Group. I'm glad you've chosen to listen to this week's excerpt from our weekly TFG Hotspot. Since early 2000, this weekly meeting has been a focal point of gathering the sales force together. This business can be a lonely business and gathering with others in the fight is hugely beneficial. We have found that either the meeting needs you or you need the meeting. This excerpt entitled Tales from the Field is the portion of our meeting where the top producers for the week share their secrets. And now, on to today's lesson. One, two, three, four, five. In fifth place this week, we have Grace McGill. Uh, Grace is, of course, part of the McGill agency. Grace this week made 22 dials, spoke to three people, booked two appointments, sat on one, uh, and wrote three applications. There's going to be a story there for sure. Uh, two referrals, three life apps. All, all the apps were for, for life insurance. $4,457.16. Give a hand to Grace McGill, everybody. Hey, Gracie. Hello. Hello, Heather. Um, you know, in 2006, when I first started out, I went out on 4th of July. Nobody told me you couldn't sell on 4th of July. <laughs> so I went out on the on a 4th of July weekend and wrote six or seven applications. It's been so long, I can't tell you how what I wrote, but I remember it was a good week. And so I, I thought last week I had learned Jadis couldn't talk. So I thought, okay, I need to get out there and go do some things. And I thought people are home, right? So I decided to do the call, the, um, I, I did a few dials. Natasha actually did more texts for me. So I wrote one guy from the text, a current client. And then I did some door knocks. My one appointment was not there, no showed me. And we did reschedule for this coming week, but I decided to do door knocks because I thought, well, people are home. And this was like Thursday afternoon because my appointment was at 4.30. I waited and waited. So now it's like 5.15. I thought, okay, I'm going to do door knocks. I got two people on the door knocks. One guy said, I'm getting ready to go to work because he has two jobs and he's a, he works for the Crescent and he also works for a, a restaurant, a local restaurant in Richardson. So I went back the next morning and wrote him a door knock, guys. So people are home. And then the other door knock that did open the door, they're from a foreign country. And so she said, well, my husband works every day, but oh, he's here. He'll, he'll be home Monday. It's 4th of July. And so I thought, Monday? Oh, okay. I can come Monday. Um, and so we picked a time. It's not like you can't go do one or two appointments, right? On 4th of July, you might have family, but they're not going to miss you if you're out for an hour, hour and a half somewhere. You know, you'll, you'll be back later or you can come join them later. So actually I wrote that the family and, you know, they were from a foreign country. So they had no relatives visiting or anything and they were happy to have me over. So, um, so I wrote the current client and then two door knocks. So what I have to say to all of you is, do all the door knocks answer the, answer the door or call you back? No, but you know what? What if they do? What if they, they do call you back? What have you got to lose? If you're already out and about, get out there and do a few door knocks. And I told my team last week, I said, you know, you can't tell me that it's hot because <clears throat> Dallas is very hot. 
If I can do it, a older woman here can go out and do door knocks. You can too. It's only, we have air conditioned cars for God's sakes. All of us do, right? So, you know, you're only walking to the door knocking and you'll be okay. So my advice to all of you is if you can't get people on the phone, just go do a few door knocks and see who answers the door and you'll do good. I love it. Yeah. Give her a hand, everybody. So simple, so simple. You know, it's uh, my mom used to always say, where there's a will, there's a way. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can still hear her saying that right now. If I called her up, she'd probably say it at some point because it was such a, it's always such a thing my mom says, but where there's a will, there's a way. And um, gosh, if if you need to make some sales, figure it out, right? I can't get people on the phone. Congratulations, you are part of the club. <laughs> it's, we don't talk about it. It's a secret club. It's a club of we make phone calls and don't always, people don't always answer. Uh, but you do what you got to do. And uh, I love Grace being the excuse buster. When I first got started in this business and started hiring and teaching other people, I was 23 when I hired my first agent and he was 50. Some of you guys know this story, but I don't know why 50 listened to 23 back in those days, but I, every time I hired an agent, I wanted to give them a reason to listen to me because it was very easy for them to look down on me because of my age and inexperience. And at 23, I I honestly looked like I was probably 12. So, uh, I mean, I, I grew my first goatee just so I could look older. Um, <laughs> it, it worked. Now it's like the gray's popping. But I used to go make sales on Halloween. You can't make sales on Halloween. Yeah, you can. Now, if, if you're in an active neighborhood, it's going to be interrupted quite a bit with doorbells. But you can. You can't make sales on Mother's Day. I always did. Why? Because I wanted to eliminate those excuses. What a great example of leadership to go out there and make sales on July 4th and say, hey, does your family really miss you that much? I don't know that mine missed me. I was sitting in that chair over there for most of the weekend. Um, <laughs> didn't get to do the July 4th celebrations. Grace went out there and knocked doors. I love it. And that's a, a perfect excuse buster and an example of what you should do if you want it. It's, it's, it's examples like this that I'm, I become less tolerant of people saying, I couldn't get anybody on the phone. I just didn't want to dock doors. It's kind of hot. Okay, I, I get all of those things, but some push through and some don't, and some excel and some don't, and there is a difference there. Uh, you've got to push through to that other side. You've got to eliminate your own excuses, okay? Well done, Grace. Thank you for your leadership. Give her another hand, everybody. All right. Number four. Also helping with his in-laws, whole bunch. Jonathan Yakey, part of the Alleman Agency, 215 dials, 13 contacts, 10 appointments, eight sits, four apps, two referrals, all former life apps for $4,477.68. Give a hand to Jonathan Yakey, everybody. <laughs> Woo! What's going on? What's happening, nice dude? shirt, man. Thanks. Oh, good. oh you match your <laughs> twins. Yeah. How about that? It's freezing in our office. I was always wearing a jacket. But uh <laughs> my name's Jonathan Yankee. I'm down here in Houston, Texas, and um direct to the elements. And very grateful to be here. I don't have a lot to say. Um three of the apps I wrote were from current clients that referred me. 
So I'll say just stay in the business. If you, like just stay in the business and this stuff will happen. So whether you came in part-time, there's, there's a ton of ways to do the business, but the main thing I'll say is stay in the business. <laughs> like even if you go do something else for a while, keep your license, stay in it because people will um, refer you. And then also people need to know um, who you are and what you do. You don't have to, you don't have to be like, well, let's close business right now. You just need to let people know who you are and what you can help them with. For example, I did a emergency response system with one of the referrals I got. And it was just, that's why she called me because she had my info from an ERS, which is a fundamental I think I've gotten away from. It reminded me this weekend, I need to be much more diligent about that. Um, if you don't know what that is, give you know, your manager a call, we'll go over it with you. But, and then um, another one came from a lead. So with leads, really just want to increase your credibility and reduce your sales pressure. Um, it was a final expense lead. I try to wear a name tag that helps reduce sales pressure with older people. Um, it may not, but for me, I found it, it's helped. And, uh, that's really all I have is just keep keep showing up. Um, you're gonna get business in the future when you're when you're serving people. And then, you know, if you're not if you're not telling people what you do and how you can help them, just start. Because that's the main thing when people ask you for business, they just need to know who you are. Like most people just don't know who you are. That's why they don't ask, right? I think that's the number one issue with most business in general. If they just know who you are and how you can help, they'll probably reach out to you. Um, and then uh, if you're not calling someone for help or calling someone to go over an action plan, please call them. Like, that's what they're there for. Personal conversations are going to move you from point A to point B. I've found no other way that moves you. So if you've found another way, tell me. I haven't found one. So love you guys. See you later. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. Love you too, man. Give my hand. <laughs> Jonathan talking about the ERS. I just saw somebody post uh, on social media about the ERS. The ERS is something I'm, I'm proud to say came from the Fitz group. Um, it didn't come from me, uh, but it came from the Fitz group. An agent uh, kind of developed this ERS emergency response system. And ultimately it comes down to uh, when that client dies, how does anybody notify the insurance company? That's what it comes down to. We just make sure there's a network in place that when that person passes or something happens, that, that we're notified so we can notify the, the insurance company and start the claims process. Um, and in doing so, we are introduced to other people who may, in fact, need our services. It works beautifully. And I just made a note. I need to, need to shoot that video out there. Uh, it's, uh, it's part of our, our bigger uh, Fitz Group video library. Uh, that's available, but uh, you're welcome to take advantage of it. And we'll, we'll put that out on Slack and make sure that you, uh, you guys get a, a piece of that. But I love what he said too there. Uh, stay in business. I, I know we're going to hear from Joe Walker soon because I, I see the top five and I know he's number two. Uh, but uh, Joe is, is constantly, I feel like I hear Joe saying all the time, in this business, you're either hunting or you're farming. And, um, and you're always farming. You're always planting seeds. You, know, you just never know when someone one's going to pop up. 
and uh, and it, but it does. And you got to keep planting those seeds. Let, like Jonathan said, let people know what you do. Um, anyway, so simple, but it works. And uh, if more people did it, it would work for them too, right? Not complicated. Give my hand, everybody. Thank you, Jonathan. All righty. On to number three. You ever feel like you're talking, you got this big phlegm bubble in your face? <laughs> All right. Number three, we have Teresa Anderson with the Walker Agency. Teresa this week, 101 dials, nine contacts, three appointments, three sits, three apps, three referrals. All three were life apps for $4,800. Give a hand to Teresa Anderson, everybody. Good morning, Fitz. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Loud and clear. Happy Good belated morning, birthday. Thank you. Well, I'm on the road, so I cannot look at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Good. But uh, I had a great week this week. You know, um, I was getting ready to report my numbers last night, and I was like, oh, I got like 90 dollars. It's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, I only need 10 more to do 100. Let me call some people that I need to book appointments with. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do a hundred thousand more every week. And it's just, I made a decision and I did it. Uh, this app came from a current client review and I actually called her on the way to Reno last week on Friday. And I booked that appointment for Tuesday and she was telling me, you know, I asked her what had been going on. She wrote a book, but she also uh, had put money away for her son's college. 529 plan and I said oh I got something better than that she said what is, what is it and I said why don't I just show you the number so I booked an appointment for that Tuesday the 28th and I showed her the numbers and she's like let's do it she didn't do hers but I did her kids and thank you Dan Gillingham for helping me with trying to write run all the illustrations while I was at the house so I wrote a policy on her son, IUL, and on, well, both for her sons, a 14-year-old and a, no, I'm sorry, 11-year-old and a 7-year-old, and we'll do hers later, and I was there to 11.30. Luckily, it was somebody I know, and of course, she fed me dinner, spaghetti dinner, and some bread, and I went home with the full belly, <laughs> but that's just a few apps. I have... $3,000, $4,000 I'm waiting for people to just do their signatures to email for the app. So I'm just going to meet with them at lunchtime and just have them sign because I have one lady couldn't figure it out. Uh, and, you know, from the family reunion, I just made a decision. I'm not going to quit. And I know as far as being pregnant, you're either pregnant or you're not. So I'm either in the business or I'm not. So I'm all in. And Joe asked me, what were we going to do? Like when we got back and I said, I'm not going to tell you. I'll let the numbers talk for me. So that's all I got. Everybody have a blessed day and I'm going to work. That's it. Hey, stay safe. Thank you, Teresa. Yeah. Uh, hey, and I know we're going to get to see Teresa at SummerSlam. She's coming in, uh, she and her husband. That's the first time I'm going to get to meet her husband. I, we've never, I've never met in person, her husband. Uh, and so excited to, uh, to see both of them. He's a, he's a lifetime Cowboys fan. So, you know, you, you know, we're going to like him. Uh, but uh, anyway, so it, when you come to SummerSlam, talk to Teresa Anderson, say, Hey, 
I mean, I see the chats coming across, but Teresa, what is a 529 plan? What is a 529 plan? And how is an IUL better than a 529 plan? And I could go on and on and on and talk to you about that. And Teresa's driving to work right now, so she could go on and on and talk about it as well. But instead, come to SummerSlam and ask those questions. Those are the kind of questions you could ask. Like, hey, I heard of 529. What's that? What's that all about? And, and can you tell me how to sell somebody an IUL instead of the 529? Um, you're going to get some tips there for sure. And uh, I promise you, Teresa picked that up from being at an event. It, that's it's. I, I think every week the top five producers would all agree that these thoughts and sales concepts that they have didn't just, they didn't just wake up one morning and boom, it was in their brain. It's something they learn from being around others who know. Um, there's a real secret there, being around others who know. Th this weekend, I, I got my AHIP done. I'm officially AHIP certified, y'all. I'm in, you're in trouble now. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I was able to learn more because I was around others who knew the information, who knew stuff. And so I was able to learn from them. It's, uh, it's a huge key. Uh, thank you, Teresa. And uh, like she said, she's either in the business or not, either pregnant or you're not. And uh, she's definitely in the business. And her numbers are showing up. So well done. Give her another hand. Here we go. Number two, second place this week, we have Joe Walker, part of the Walker agency, 57 dials, 17 contacts, 13 appointments, 12 sits, five apps, zero referrals, all five are life apps for $8,262 in premium. Give a hand to Joe Walker, everybody. Hey, Fitzy. Hey, Joey. Here, here. What's going, man? You know, <laughs> breathing. I do know. <laughs> hey, Heather. Hi, Joey. Hey, uh, Fitz Group Nation. What's happening? My name is Joe Walker. I'm up in Seattle, and um, I've been here for about I don't know, long time, 15 years or so. And uh, I have had the pleasure of having uh, a lot of uh, the Fitz Group Nation drop by my house and hang out here with me and my wife, Tawny, and we just have a really good time. But one of the things that we do, if you sit down at my house, then you know if you look right over there, you're gonna see all these games. I love gaming, all right? You're gonna find some Uno cards, right? You're gonna find some Skidbo over here. I don't know if you can see that right there. This is crazy game, right? My favorite game though, is these little dominoes right here, okay? Mm-hmm, slapping, slap down them tens, okay? Um, I love it. And uh, uh, most recent is, um, I had to learn how to play this game. My, my uh, daughter's, or my, my son's girlfriend came over and said, let's play some Mexican train. Now I'm used to playing with 28 dominoes, but Mexican train, I call it white people dominoes. There's this big old thing. It's like, you got 900 dominoes in here. This is crazy. <laughs> I had to learn a whole new game. It was insane. It was not pleasant. I lost quite a bit. But one of the things that uh, happened while we were here at, at, the, uh, at the house is that somebody came through and said, yeah, um, if you're going to play games at the Walker House, they keep score. 
And this is it. Like we do, we keep scoring everything and we keep it around too. My wife was like, listen, this is when I won right here. And she wants to wave it in my face, even though I taught her how to play games, pretty frustrating. But uh, I have all this to say is that I've got a love hate relationship with leaderboards and we keep them around the house all the time. Right. Uh, with all the games that we play, but we're in this other game right now called the insurance business. And some of the stuff um, I came, I, I came into the gaming world figuring like I knew how to play Uno, but there's a lot of stuff that I didn't know. I didn't know some things about some games, just like any, you ever played a uh, ticket to ride? That's another game that's a lot of fun, right? Mm -hmm. But you have to learn the rules of any game. And if you really want to get good at it, you got to kind of keep score. And that was how I approached what was going on with the, the insurance game is I just watched the leaderboards all the time. And again, I have this love-hate relationship with them. When I'm on top, I feel pretty dang good about myself. When I'm on bottom, I'm like you. I start pouting. I'm like, mm, could have done better than that. Or what had happened was, right, I bring up all these different excuses about why something didn't go the way it was supposed to go. But I got to tell you is that um, in this game, it pays to keep score. And it pays for you to watch your own score and how you're performing for yourself. I mean, for me, it was, I was paying attention to other people on these leaderboards because I really want to know how well I was doing with respect to my, my, my perception of myself. I really wanted to see how I was doing in regards to, to uh, other producers. So I wasn't walking around in self-deception thinking that I was accomplishing things that I really wasn't. And so one of the most painful things for me to do of recent is to look at my June numbers. I was not happy with my June numbers. And so when you look at your numbers, you got some choice to make. You can be like, I'm okay with it and just kind of lay down and do nothing. Or I really got to do something about it and change my understanding of the game or change my performance. Do something that I can do to get better. Now, everything here is all about the points, right? And when, you're, when it's about the premium, then you have to think about like how you're actually going to get points on the board. And what's cool about this business is that you hear from these other producers and you realize that everything counts. It doesn't matter if it's leads. It doesn't matter if it's current clients. It doesn't matter if it's referrals. It doesn't matter if it's door knocks. All those points add up. For me this week, it was about the current clients. I had people calling me out of the blue, just going, hey, I need some insurance. And I'm like, this is awesome. Right? Who, want, who doesn't want that? Where you're just walking down the street, your phone rings, and then somebody's like, I want to put some money in your pocket. That feels really good. But all that came from working through my leads. Now, what's funny is when I'm asking, when I'm interviewing people right now, and they're asking me about our lead program, I got to tell you, um, most of you out there wouldn't respond to the lead programs that are out there. All right? Let's just be honest. Everybody on the other end of the lead program is a crazy person. Who else would fill out that piece of paper and then send it in to somebody who they don't know and then try to, you know, have somebody sell them insurance? Well, we got thousands of people every week doing exactly that. And we had to work through, everybody has to work through all of that crazy. 
some people have to go through like grace and then you just got a doorknob. You don't have any points on the board. You're like, I got a doorknob. Some people are like, man, I don't have any points on the board. I have to invest in leads. Some people like Michelle Allman just kind of sit in her, uh, <laughs> sit in the bed. <laughs> people start calling her. <laughs> She's awesome. I love her. But it all adds up to points, right? Um, it all adds up. Everything counts. And you got to work and you got to scratch for all of it. For me, it, I really did. It was fun, Fitz. I sat down, like I really got a phone call from one of my clients who said, hey, I need some more insurance for me and my business partner. You've been talking to me about this stuff for years now. There's a client that I've had for five years, again, farming and hunting and planting, cultivating, planting, reaping, all of that. She's like, can you come over and then um, sell me some more insurance, the stuff that you talked about, that cash value stuff, and then my business partners need some too. It's like, okay. I came on over, steak, dinner, broccoli. It was awesome. Teresa, I know you're jealous. Um, and then I had another Zoom appointment all the way across the state that wanted some more insurance on her grandkids. And I even forgot um, another $720 that I wrote booking an appointment in a car uh, on the way back from another business trip. So I know that the premium is more than it is right now showing. And then on top of that, I got a chance to set up appointments for another annuity in the future, like probably this week. And then another one, uh, another set of probably another $10,000 from this last week. All right. But all that to say is that um, I really like being on top of the leaderboards. I hate being on the bottom of them. But um, if you're going to be on the boards at all, you kind of got to learn how to play this game, right? It might be a new game for you. That's okay. If you want, if you don't care about winning, it's all right, right? If you are happy with the numbers where you're at right now, it's totally cool. For me, I like being on top. So um, I'm going to use everything I can, the leads, current clients, the referrals, the door knocks, everything to fight for every inch because, you know, um, I, I owe myself a win, right? And uh, I don't know what you owe yourself, but hopefully you owe yourself some wins too. And we could talk about it a little bit more next week at the Summer Slam. Oh, well done, Joe. <laughs> I mean, I just- I just I, wanna know, Joe, why Mexican train is considered a white people's game. I think you've managed to offend white people and Mexican people all in one sentence. Hey, I'll ask Chris Davis. Grace McGill's going to riot. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the chats and I mean, people saying, Joe, you're a stud, great teacher, great communicator. I agree. And, you know, I, I don't want to comment because what he said was awesome. Um, but, but I will. <laughs> Because when you were talking about that, Joe, I've, I've always been, I've always said I'm the most competitive person you'll ever meet. And um, if I'm losing, it's because I don't really know the rules yet. If you teach me the game and teach me the rules, just give me a second and I'll smoke you. And I, I, I don't think that's unique to me. I think a lot of people on this call and listening to Joe and even Joe, I mean, we're all in that same boat. That's all how we, how we compete. But you immediately took me to um, playing horse uh, basketball where you, you know, you, you, you take a shot. And if you make it, then your competitor then has to take it. And if they miss it, they get the letter H and you spell out horse or a shorter version would be pig, but I've, I've played horse. I don't know how many times with my, with my kids 
uh, certainly the boys. And, and they're always about taking these long shots and making them and then make it forcing me to take that long shot. Well, what I know in horse is um, sometimes people forget the fundamentals. And as soon as I get control over that shot, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go to the right side of the basket. And I mean, right under the basket and I'm going to call bank shot and I'm going to do a bank shot. I mean, it's literally, I'm one foot away from the basket bank shot in. And, and the, the kids are always like, Oh dad, that's such an easy shot. Yeah. But you always miss the easy shots. And that's why I take them. Cause I'm not going to miss the easy shots. And Joe, you inspired me in that. But when you said, you know, Hey, Grace is like, Hey, I got no points on the board. I got to go. I got to go knock some doors. That's a layup, man. That's an easy shot. That's one that you won't miss. Just go knock on that door. And, and that's what I, you, you got me thinking about that. Like, I'm just going to take this. And as soon as I make that one, by the way, I go to the left side and I take that bank shot. And then I go to the front and I go bank shot from there. Cause these are fundamental shots and they're easy to make. And um, you just put your competitor in a position to miss. I love it. Well done, Joe. Good teaching, man. And looking forward to hearing more at SummerSlam. Yes. <laughs> Grace said, I'm riding, Joe. <laughs> uh, all right. Mike Swales, only one number one. It's Mike Swales this week, part of the Fitz agency. 15 dials, two contacts, one appointment, one sit, one app. That one app was a doozy. It was an annuity app for $550,000. And the way we count that towards premium, 10% of that counts towards the total premium this week. So he comes in this week with 55,000 in premium. Give a hand to Mr. Mike Swales, everybody. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, I'm somewhere where I'm not, so I don't know how it's going to work today. But hey, y'all, I'm Mike Swales from Indianapolis. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I do have $400,000 issue paid. I have 950 pending. Wow. That's, uh, so that's that. Like, yeah, that's strong. Almost $1.4 since last November. Is that is my math right? That's uh, I've been blessed with some very, very big annuities, and uh, it's uh, worked out very well. This one was on a current client. Um, I wrote I wrote him life insurance two and a half years ago, and you stay in touch with your clients. Um, and I, I call him about every three or four months, and he, uh, you know, he says uh, it's time to start looking at retirement. And I said, okay, I'll be over. And uh, I did. I did not realize. I, I had no clue he had that much money. You'd have never thought. You'd have never thought that man had that kind of money. Uh, <clears throat> um, but um, yeah, that's just kind of the basics of how it worked out. Um, nothing. Nothing really fancy. You know, nothing. Nothing fancy about it. Just staying in touch with your clients, and and when they say it's time for retirement, go write them an annuity. <laughs> So was this guy, um, before I give you the applause, because you definitely deserve that, this this client was originally from a lead? Yeah, two and a half years ago. I wrote, I wrote, a, I wrote a strong foundation for him, yeah, two and a half years ago. Uh, I was going to ask, what, what type of lead was this initially? It was mortgage protection initially, yeah. Mortgage protection. Mm -hmm. And uh, you met with him, got him covered. Have you sold anything to, that, to him since in two and a half years? Mm-mm. 
No, no but, but we've got a bunch lined up. It's kind of an awkward situation, but <clears throat> the, the way they're kind of built, kind of an awkward deal. But um, I, I am going to cover their kids here soon. So tell me some of the, um, tell all of us, some of the, some of the seeds that you planted. Like, how did you talk about this? How did he know to call you up and say, hey, let's talk about retirement? I mean, he, he sold him mortgage protection. That's, that doesn't sound like retirement. So tell me some of the seeds that you planted to make him do that. Well, you just make a friend. And, and I told him when he gets time to retire, I at least just want a shot at it, you know. And, um, and, and he said he would. You stop by every once in a while and drink a beer with him and go home, you know, and just keep that friendship going. That's about it. Really, it's, uh, uh, it's not hard. And where was this money already? It was in a, a part of it's in a pension plan. And part of it is in the 401k. So all together, we got to make three moves. Okay. Uh, to move this, but it's in a, it's in a pension plan. It's a electrical workers pension. Okay. Pension plan. And then, uh, and then we have to roll a little bit out for suitability. And then the 401k, we have to ro roll a partial. But he's got a loan against it. And so then from his perspective, what do you think he's most excited about with this plan that you've done for him? The income. Um, uh, Chris Norris had turned me on to Nassau. We have more growth annuities than we do income annuities by far. Um, and he turned me on to uh, the Nassau rate um, in personal income today or tomorrow, whichever one they want, whichever one applies. And um, they're, they're, they're making like, I can't remember the numbers, but close to $40,000 a year on that money. You know, um, and I've, I, that's the, I've not seen any other income pay that well. They just, they just did another 6% increase on their payouts as well. So um, it's worked out. Everyone that I've written, um, folks loved it. Um, and it usually comes in higher than their projections. They'll say it was coming in at X amount. It's usually a little bit higher. Cool. So he, he really, really likes that 40000 a year. And then plus his social security, he's really not missing any money. Love it. So it's, uh, he liked the numbers. Love it. Well, I know you're going to share with us in SummerSlam some more tips and tricks of, uh, man, I mean, I was guessing earlier, but 900000 sitting and pending right now in annuities um, is staggering. That's more impending than most people write annuity wise in their lifetime as an agent he's got impending sitting there right now so well done mike proud of you man i know this is not something that you know annuities weren't something that you were born knowing that you've learned over time and uh, you've learned the, the questions to ask and the seeds to plant and i uh, can't wait for you to share some of that uh insight and wisdom that you've gained uh, at SummerSlam. proud of you man yep. see you next week guys give me a hand everybody Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with the Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.